Welcome to the HR Uprising podcast. This highly practical podcast series explores HR and management hot topics and challenges through conversations with relevant experts and real-life people professionals. Brought to you by Actors Software, our aim is to build a better workplace for people. The HR Uprising is about collaborating and supporting each other to build the confidence and skills to rise up to each challenge and deliver real, lasting business value. You can find out more at hruprising.com or join our LinkedIn community. Now introducing your host, chartered psychologist, best-selling author, entrepreneur and speaker, Lucinda Carney. Hello and welcome to the penultimate episode in our special series for line managers all about virtual people and performance management as part of the HR Uprising podcast. My name is Lucinda Carney, hopefully you've got used to me by now and this week the topic is all about recognition. So we've actually talked about a number of aspects and we talked about feedback a couple of episodes ago and feedback is a really important way of supporting people with performance but as you know this is about virtual people and performance management and recognition I believe is really key to focus on in its own right. So yes it is a type of feedback without a shadow of a doubt but many of us might have felt that you know prior to working remotely we operated in a bit of feedback vacuum then. Certainly um, we found that you know It is cultural. Many, many organisations are not particularly good at feedback, full stop, and recognition, you must be joking. And if you're trying to build trust with somebody and you want to be able to give them developmental or corrective feedback, it's going to help them perform, then you need them to receive it in a way that is positive and they don't feel threatened. Now, in a virtual workplace, If we haven't built great rapport and great trust, then it's very easy for people to feel attacked or threatened if we give them constructive criticism um, or feedback about performance and they haven't got um, enough sort of well-being stacked up. And we know that there's the level of post-lockdown, there's quite a level of people who are struggling with anxiety, mental health, depression, not feeling great about themselves. We're hitting winter Uh, It's been a long, but lots of people haven't had holidays. So everyone needs to feel a bit positive. So if we had a feedback vacuum when we worked in the workplace, there's a really high risk of people being out of sight, out of mind when we're working virtually. So we need to go out of our way as line managers to find the opportunity to provide positive feedback and recognition uh, to help people feel warm, <laughs> you know, warm and fuzzy. We haven't got things like sales conferences, monthly meetings where there might have been employee of the month. I don't know whether things like that have carried on in your organisations. If not, maybe you can reintroduce them. So there were places previously where you had regular opportunities for formal recognition. And that may have made things difficult, at least in the short term. So we need to go out of our way to provide people with the morale boost that only recognition can provide. It will energise them, it will increase self-belief and it's going to help everybody to be more productive as we go into winter and sustained home working conditions. So it's interesting, there's stuff about, uh, there's a book um, which talks about recognition. A guy called Donald Clifton who 
is who's known by the American Psychological Association as the grandfather of positive psychology. And he had this theory, which is about the metaphor of a bucket and spade. So according to his theory, each one of us has an invisible bucket, which is continuously being emptied or filled, depending on what others say or do to us. So when this metaphorical bucket is full, we feel great. And when it's empty, we feel awful. Now, the thing is, because there's reduced informal contact caused by working remotely, or maybe people are even feeling isolated if they live on their own and there's limited contact, they're not going to the office, they're not commuting, it's easy to see that if we could build people up through an increased focus on virtual recognition, then that's going to help them because we want people to have buckets that are as full as possible. And I have to say, that is uh, an analogy that I'm also really familiar with in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm not sure whether any of you are familiar with that book. Stephen Covey talked about the um, emotional bank account. So we all have an emotional bank account. So if you think about this in relation to the people that work for you, you have an emotional bank account with them. And like it or, lump, like it or not, you will find that you're either in credit or debit with it. And the thing that's tricky about emotional bank accounts, in fact, it's not just people to work with, it's all the people you live with, your whole family. We've all got these sort of emotional bank accounts. We even have one with ourselves. And we need to think about what equates to a deposit in the emotional bank account. What builds us up? What makes us feel better? And conversely, be familiar with also what takes us down, what what um, what, what reduces um, our emotional bank account. So if you've got a high emotional bank account with somebody or someone that's they're feeling full than, than themselves, they feel full of energy. They are going to feel like they can do whatever you like. They're going to deliver on time. They feel more resourceful. If their emotional bank account is reduced, then they're going to feel lethargic. They're going to feel less capable, uh, less able. And there's lots of other things. There's lots of ways in which you can take this analogy forward. You can think about um, having different currencies. I used to talk about um, my two friends, two two girls of mine, two best friends of mine, who uh, one, one, both of which were bridesmaids, so close, close friends. And um, one of them, I used to say, she was a bit like the post office savings account. I'm not sure if every listener can remember those. But back in the day, you'd put money in your post office savings account. You could then forget about it for years. And it just kept on gaining interest, even if you did not put anything in. Whereas my other friend um, was more like direct debits. There were monthly direct debits going out that if I didn't stay in contact and and have some sort of reinforcing conversation, a positive conversation, then actually it was depleting the relationship. So it needed more regular maintenance. So your people will be like that. Some of the people that work, uh, you know, that work in your team or that you live with, they will want you to give them regular strokes, regular things. It's more important to them or regular just contact. And others are pretty much fine. As long as you check in, they know what needs to be done. They'll come and reach out to you. So having this idea of what people need and different people you will know require different things. If you don't know, you should find out. So think about that like different currencies. You need to work out what equates to filling someone's bucket or um, putting credit in the emotional bank account to the people that work for you. It's really, really important. I'll always remember training on the training course and um, one lady said when we were saying what equates to uh, a negative or taking something out of the emotional bank account. And she said, petrol station flowers with feeling. And everyone was taken aback particularly the blokes, I have to say, because they all thought that, you know, flowers, flowers was a winner. Um, and when she explained more, she said, well, if her husband was late and came home and got her petrol station flowers, 
It was actually a withdrawal of the emotional bank account because she felt it was lazy and it didn't equate to any thought. I thought, I really hope her husband knows that, poor bloke. So the key here is one person's petrol station flowers, maybe, you know, another person's crown jewels or whatever. It's about understanding what is something that's a deposit or a withdrawal in other people's terms. And of course, in this context, we're not talking about flowers, we're talking about recognition. So some people may really like, you know, standing on chairs, shouting loud and going, yeah, ring the bell, telling the whole team, recognising them in the company newsletter for something they've done. Others may really like a very specific thank you, well done in private. Others might appreciate a chocolate, uh, you know, a box of chocolates because they're a bit of a chocolate lover or a bottle of wine because they're a wine lover. Conversely, if they're teetotal, wine's a bad call, isn't it? Or they're on a diet, chocolate's a bad call. So um, recognition, both verbal and in terms of little thoughtful gifts, they do need to be thoughtful. And we need to think about what's going to add value to people the most. If we then do that, Clifton and his grandson, Tom Rath, went on to study this concept across thousands of companies. And they've got a book called How Full Is Your Bucket, if you want to read up. And they discovered that individuals who received regular recognition and praise had higher individual productivity, were more likely to stay with their organisation and also received higher loyalty and satisfaction scores from customers. So by you investing in your people and recognising them, you're actually impacting the customer. So it's having a real knock-on effect. So how do we implement this in our virtual world? Well, of course, simply put, we just need to focus on filling other people's buckets with positive emotions by saying or doing things that increase their positive emotions and vice versa. So this is recognition, this is positive feedback, um, but it's not as simple as one positive um, equates to one negative. So if you need to give constructive, remember I talked in the, the feedback chapter about the fact that we need to be in the habit of building people up, giving recognition, positive feedback, because sometimes we need to give developmental feedback and you need to make sure that there's enough credit for the developmental feedback not to make you overdrawn. And the reality is, it seems that findings from neuroscience suggest that we need between three and five positives to balance out one negative. So we really are programmed to search out the negatives. So if you want to make sure that people feel positive and don't take offence at something or, or feel disproportionately criticised by some constructive feedback, we need to make sure that they're getting enough positive passing comments to make them feel less sensitive when the developmental ones come across. So virtually we need to work harder to sending over positive feedback and it may not always be when you speak to people, of course, going back to our regular reviews, try and find the opportunity to find something positive to feedback on at a one-to-one. -one. Just put that little bit of thought in up front as to what you can recognise that went well. But also, there's nothing to stop us doing it via chat, via email. It could be on group chat saying, what a great job this person did um, on a specific call. So, you know, shouting out positives that other people see. There's lots of tools to communicate with people we just need to make the effort and think about using them in that way. Now, it doesn't all have to be driven by you as line manager. Um, in this increasingly virtual world, it's really helpful if we can create a culture or a climate of filling each other's buckets. Um, so you might do this by, on your team calls, suggesting something like a thank you time. Um, we did this recently and it worked really nicely because actually people would say, oh, I'd really like to say new G4 helping me out on that support um, ticket and you know it was really tricky. So really he went out of his way to help me and then he felt 
you know, like he wanted to recognise somebody else. It was good because people weren't recognising each other so much. They were, it was a real knock-on effect, a real pay-it-forward effect. So can you cult, you create that kind of culture of paying it forward, um, which will also bolster your virtual team, um, your sense of team, which is going to be useful too. The other thing you can do, so our Actors clients, if you've got a peer-to-peer recognition system, which we've got in our Actors Performance Management System, then you can use that to encourage people to recognise each other and they get a nice little sort of notification on the mobile app. It pops up and says, you know, brilliant, well done, thank you for helping me with X, Y, Z. And that can also go into their appraisal so they can demonstrate it. You can even use that at a company level. You've got a you know, technology way of assessing the feedback that's going on and recognising those who are getting the most feedback. And also, why not recognise those who are giving the most feedback? So use technology to uh, measure that peer-to-peer recognition. And this doesn't really cost any money. That's the thing. You're not having to give out coffee vouchers or 50 quids here and there. Just that recognition goes a huge way. So I talked earlier about understanding what type of feedback people prefer. Make sure we think about it in terms of recognition. Uh, If it is a gesture that is something that's relevant to that person, but it doesn't have to be physical. Regular, sincere, verbal acknowledgement of the small things that's what counts. That's what makes someone feel valued. Picking up the phone, just getting into the habit of spotting and recognising people doing things right. That costs nothing, but it reaps huge rewards. It's a bit like the piggy bank approach if we carry on with our um, bank account analogy. It's about building long lasting relationships and engagement in the workplace. And it really is incredibly important in the virtual workplace because there's, there's certainly students to suggest that there's less recognition going on than there was previously. So remember, you can, it can be a, a, you know, a thank you for doing such and such. It, 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 it can be high quality specific feedback, which we talked about two episodes ago or three episodes ago, where you're actually being very specific about the behaviour, you're describing the impact and telling them to do more of it. So that's amazingly good quality, specific, um, develop, specific positive feedback. Or it can be, uh, thank you so much. You did such a great job there. I really appreciate it. So it can be lighter in terms of recognition, it can be lighter touch, but try and be specific um, about it. Tell them what it was that they did particularly well so that it feels sincere. Um, remember, general positive feedback, you might mean well, where you go, great job. Mm, can you go a bit further? Because actually it can feel a bit insincere and uh, a bit lazy, which can actually be like petrol station flowers and actually have the opposite impact. So I think I talked about this on the uh, feedback one and I'm pretty sure I did that uh, we used to have a manager who who used to put paper clips in her pocket to remember when she'd given recognition or feedback. Again, think about that. How can you put notifications? Have I recognised something? Can you put something on your desk and move it from one side to another? Post-its, whatever it is, just to remind yourself to get into that habit of recognition and feedback. So the summary tips about recognition. Try to create the habit of catching think people doing things right Use technology, use what you need to do. Um, Think about team meetings where you can build it into what you're doing anyway. Prepare it for one-to-one meetings. Think about what you're going to say in terms of positive recognition, but make it sincere. This can't be fake. It needs to be um, positive. Uh, Sorry, it needs to be sincere. We do need three to five times more positive recognition to balance out one item of corrective or developmental feedback. So you need to bolster the positive recognition in order to allow you to your, your developmental feedback to land well. See whether you can put in place a simple virtual recognition system because then you can amplify it. Uh, this is actually 
key if you've got a culture of lack of feedback in your organization and many businesses are wanting to get greater expectations and greater feedback um if you can start with recognition it will build more trust culturally and then people will feel more comfortable with the developmental feedback many many organizations and i've worked with things like 360 feedback people won't comment they're not confident on it because they're really scared they're going to have a bad experience and people won't give feedback so if you can put in place recognition where it's safe because it's positive whatever so using a system and shouting about it and amplifying it what you do is you start to make feedback more safe i suppose in, in the culture more more common and also people realize that feedback doesn't mean it's negative think about how you can do that peer-to-peer recognition and and put it into your team and company meetings that asking people to give it um, and find ways in a virtual environment, how can you do more of it when we haven't got the likes of these sales conferences meetings? How can you amplify things using systems, using virtual technology? There must be ways in your newsletter. There's lots of things still out there. We just need to make the effort to do it. Make sure, however, whatever recognition you're trying to um, give to somebody, you want it to be received positively. So do think about the person you're giving it to and the way in which they prefer it. Do they want it shouted from the rooftops? Do they want it discreet and sincere? Um, Know your people in order to retain the trust and get the maximum positive benefit out of that um, so that people really do feel that you value them and it has the positive intent that you intend it to. So that's the end of our virtual performance management um, session and on our form module. And next week is the final episode in this series. So the final one of eight. And as I say, those of you who have suggested what else you'd like to see, I absolutely will take those into account and we'll look to do future episodes aimed at line managers in line with the things that you find of interest. Um, So do please feel free to to contact me on LinkedIn, Lucinda Carney, or any of the social media channels. You can email us, you can find our details. As ever, it's hruprising.com. You can go and see the back catalogue, get all the links. And also you can contact us at Actus and access other information there. So really, really pleased with how engaged everybody's been with this. I hope you find it of use. Haven't mentioned for a moment. Yes, on Actus, don't forget there is a virtual ebook, which you'll see I've taken a lot of this content from it. So if you'd like to have something to refer back to, uh, then you can download that virtual ebook, which summarizes the whole perform module model, sorry, into one, um, one book out there. All right. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Please tune in next week for our very final episode in the Perform series for line managers. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising, proudly brought to you by Actor Software, the joined up performance and talent management solution. You can access links to any of the information or resources mentioned in the show via the podcast page at www.hruprising.com. If you like what we do, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and leave a review. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising. 